Hi everyone, this is the Chakra Doctor and I wanted to give you all a big thank you for making Miracle Food the number one detox program on the market. I also would like to give a warm welcome to all of my newcomers and first time triers of Miracle Food. Miracle Food is the Bruce Lee Jeet Kune Do of the holistic world. Now I'm not saying that there aren't other healers out there with products and services. I'm just clarifying that Miracle Food is the best. Come see what the hype is about at ChakraDoctor.org or call me at 818 818- Four two nine one six seven five. The old renaissance is the new renaissance. Standing on tradition while embracing the spirit of distinction. This is the Harlem Brewing Company. Uniquely crafted beer brewed to deliver a taste, a sound, and a feeling that can only be described in one way. Harlem style. So come and take a trip on the A-Train with our Harlem Sugar Hill Golden Ale and our Harlem Renaissance Whip Beer. The neighborhood original. Sponsored by Harlem Beer Distributing North Carolina. For more information, log on to their website at harlembeernc.com. Hello, my name is Precious Rose Dunlap, and this is my mother, Michelle Timberlake Roll, founder of Marjorie Speed Jerking Incorporated. We would at this time like to thank our new customers as well as our repeating customers for your business. For every one million orders that we receive, our company is giving two million dollars away to the bottom of four hundred of our paid customers. You see, that's the way we roll. So come place an order at www.marjoriesbeefjerky.com. That's www.marjoriesbeefjerky.com. Marjorie's Beef Jerky is the best tasting beef jerky on this planet. Marjorie's Beef Jerky. Yeah, that's right, because that's the way we roll. You've got it locked to the HBCU Football Daily Podcast for today, Tuesday, September 21st. I'm Donald Ware. It is Takeaway Tuesday on the Daily Podcast. A couple of games that I want to look at from week three in HBCU football. And, of course, the HBCU National Game of the Week was Alabama A&M and Bethune-Cookman, and it it was a really good football game. I had predicted and upset. I thought Bethune-Cookman could upset Alabama A&M. Didn't quite happen. Give Alabama A&M all the credit in the world, particularly on the defensive side of the football towards the end of the football game because you had – uh, Bethune-Cookman, who made a nice second-half comeback. Um, it was really talked about on the SWAT call. Terry Sims was proud of his guys for coming back in the second half. He had wished they had started out uh, a little bit better. And, of course, for Bethune-Cookman, the next opponent is Alabama State. And Donald Hill Ely, the head football coach at Alabama State, really talked about how good Bethune-Cookman is, how the program is going back to his days in the MEAC Uh, as the head coach at Morgan. And so he's got the utmost respect, meaning Donald Hill Ely, for uh, Bethune-Cookman. But, you know, we talked about this. I talked about this last week in previewing the game. Uh, Shannon Patrick, as the quarterback, what exactly um, was he going to do? He had to stay away from the mistakes in this football game. 
if Bethune-Cookman wanted to win this game. You're talking about playing against the defending HBCU national champions, the defending SWAC champions, started the season off 1-0 and um, against, of course, with the victory over South Carolina State. And I thought that there would be some opportunities ultimately for Bethune-Cookman against the Alabama A&M defense. And there were some opportunities there. Uh, you're talking about scoring 27 points. That, you know, that I mean, it's not like, you know, it's not like scoring 40 points, but 27 points uh, is a significant amount of points in the football game. Uh, Bethune-Cookman driving towards the end of the football game. And, you know, I didn't see the game. Any, anything could happen. Like, I don't want to put it on the quarterback uh, per se when, when you're talking about Shannon Patrick. I mean, I you know, you, you know anything could have happened, uh, right? It could have been – you know, just a great play could have been a misread, a misroute run. The receiver could have slipped down. Like anything could have happened. But if you're looking at the play-by-play, and again, I didn't see the game. Um, you you wanted, you know, if you're Bethune Cookman, you wanted your quarterback to stay away from the mistakes, and especially from the mistakes in the most critical time. Listen. Bethune-Cookman defense locked down. I thought that the Bethune-Cookman defense could do some good things. And, I mean, in all honesty, probably holding Alabama A&M to 30 points is a win by Bethune-Cookman's defense. This is a high-powered Alabama A&M offense that is led by the quarterback, Aquil Glass, who is one of the best quarterbacks in the country. By the way, when you can get the running back, Gary Quarles, going, he had over 100 yards. You know, Alabama A&M really did some really good things. That said, Bethune-Cookman really, really locked down um, in that second half only three points for Alabama A&M. Meanwhile, you look at Bethune-Cookman, it almost is able to make the comeback in the second half, right? Couldn't quite. Uh, get it done and was down actually 27 to 13 at halftime and actually uh, Alabama A&M actually scored uh, with two seconds remaining and that was a big play in the first half and that was sort of a big play that you know you you, you were talking about a, a one touchdown game that ultimately becomes a two touchdown game at that point again give Bethune-Cookman a lot of credit Alabama A&M is outstanding uh, you look at uh, Gary Quarles with his 131 yards and one touchdown in the football game. Um, and, Alab- and, and Bethune-Cookman able to do some good things, particularly in the run game. Uh, or Kayshawn Bird was uh, fantastic. Two rushing touchdowns, 132 yards rushing, average 6.3 yards per carry. But the one stat you're going to look at, Shannon Patrick, the two interceptions, 17 and 31, 221 yards, had the touchdown, two interceptions in the ball game. I mentioned that Bethune-Cookman had to put some pressure on a quill glass, um, at least in the sack department, not able to to, to sack a quill uh, in this football game at all. But give, I think you give Bethune-Cookman a lot of credit. Um, you know, first game in the conference, in the uh, SWAC for the Wildcats and made quite a quite an impression, uh, quite frankly. And so ultimately, um, we'll see what happens with Bethune-Cookman. The next test uh, is against Alabama State. 
who, you know, one and one on the season coming off the blowout loss, obviously to Auburn, but they've but the uh, the the Hornets have had a week off uh, to settle down from that, and so ultimately. Uh, it should be a really, really good football game. We'll, we'll see ultimately how it goes, but it should be a really, really good football game. One of the other games I really wanted to look at was the uh, Jackson State and um, the uh, Jackson State and UML uh, game, Monroe, Louisiana game, one in which Jackson State loses that game 12-7, to holds uh, Louisiana Monroe to only four field goals. That's, the, that's all the points that – uh, Louisiana Monroe scored in the football game. I mean, Jackson State has an elite defense. Uh, ULM, uh, ULM, only 156 yards passing and only 94 yards gained. Right? I mean, that's that's pretty elite. You're playing up. I get it. Not a you know, not a big time. Um, uh, uh, FBS opponent, but still you're playing up and you're competing if you're Jackson State, right? And Jackson State is legit. I mean, I'm not, I never, I don't think they weren't legit, uh, right? I don't have, I didn't have them coming in to pick to win the swag. As a matter of fact, I had them pick to finish third even in the East. They come in, they're playing elite defense. Part of the issue now is offensively, though, right? Because if you look at it, but uh, Jackson State was able to get two uh, was able to get its first touchdown. As a matter of fact, took a lead. Uh, Louisiana Monroe got a field goal, and Jackson State uh, was able in the second quarter to score a touchdown. Shadur Sanders able to find Josh Lanier for 24 yards but <clears throat> that was all the scoring that was all the scoring that Jackson State was able to muster so Jacks in Jackson State's first six possessions this is what happened turned it over on downs punt it four times in a row and then scored the touchdown that was with 603 remaining in the second quarter its last possessions lost the ball on downs Fumbled, punted three times in a row, threw an interception on its last, in essence, its last drive or its last significant drive because uh, uh, Louisiana Monroe missed a field goal uh, ultimately uh, with um, ultimately late in the fourth quarter, but it wasn't enough time for Jackson State uh, to ultimately be able to score. Uh, and, and try to get anything done. He only had like, I think it was like, uh, he only had like <clears throat> less than a minute, something like 26 seconds uh, or something uh, along those lines. So <clears throat> we know Jackson State has an elite defense. The question is, where is the offense for Jackson State? You're going to expect some growing pains with the quarterback, Shador Sanders. He is a freshman. He, he can throw the ball, right? He's going to be really good. You're going to expect. But now you have to be able to run the football, and that's one of the things that Jackson State hasn't done a great job of is running the football. So uh, obviously the Tigers are going to have to do a much better job in terms of running the football uh, if, the, if, if the Tigers want to have uh, any success in terms of competing 
for the SWAC championship. It's an uphill battle, uh, most notably, right? I mean, because they've already got the win against Florida A&M. We'll see what Alabama State is, um, you know. But they, they, you know, Bethune Cookman already has one loss in the conference, right? So the team to beat right now in the East is Alabama A&M as the defending champ. So what ultimately can Jackson State do? They've got to be able to improve that running game. The defense is elite. And, yeah, they may be able to slow Alabama A&M down a little bit. Elite defense, but they've got to be able to get some things going offensively. Can't just rely on the passing game. they got to be able to get that running game going. Box to row, national players of the week. You look at Bryce Witt, the quarterback from Chowan, and, I mean, he was absolutely fantastic. Big, Really a big win. Now, I'm not sure how good Erskine is, right, but it's a non-conference game. It's a Division II game, uh, right? And, you know, to be able to get that kind of victory in an out-of-conference game to go 3-0 and on the season, by the way, is really, really good. And Bryce Witt. I mean, man, he's 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 just getting it done. 22 of 33, 405 yards, seven, count them, seven touchdowns. All passing with no interceptions in the ball game as, of course, Chawan now moves to 3-0 and on the season. Our other Boxer Row National Player of the Week, Norfolk State quarterback Jawan Carter, 23 of 30, 353 yards, Five touchdowns and no interceptions. Norfolk State needed a win. I got a nice win. A decent crowd in Norfolk. About you know a little more than fourteen thousand in the win over Elizabeth City State. It's an old CIAA rivalry. But not only that, you're talking about two um, programs uh, that are separated by I don't know about an hour or so. So it's a it's a nice rivalry game. Win the two are able to get together and a good win for Norfolk State. Of course, in the box to in the uh, HBCU coaches and media polls, Alabama A&M remains number 1 and Jackson State remains number 2 in both polls and ultimately you can check out the polls on our website at boxtorow.com. You can check out the HBCU foot, uh, coach, uh, coaches and media polls on our website. BoxToRow.com. Want you guys to have an absolutely great rest of your Tuesday, and I'll talk with you tomorrow. BoxToRow.com is the website for all of your HBCU sports needs. From the game of the week feature to interviews to the latest news in the world of HBCU sports. BoxToRow.com has you covered. Missed a week of From the Press Box to Press Row? BoxToRow.com has all the archive shows. Don't forget to check out the All-American teams and weekly media coaches polls. From the Press Box to Press Row. And BoxToRow.com. Your HBCU sports leader. Yeah.